1: cheaters! Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you?
2: Very good, Josh. Uh, how long until we lean into the Americanness ness of this podcast? We <laughs> I think this should be an episode devoted entirely to Brendan Aronson, who is yeah. the stud of all studs.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's Aaronson. Tyler Adams had a good match. Christian Pulisic got one appearance point. You know, we had a lot of a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff, <laughs> of good stuff well, the, happened this week. Yeah,
2: when when you have a guy like Brendan Aronson taking cues from Bobby Firmino, no look finish. I mean, I'm just drinking this up out of some that's true bejeweled like pimp cup yeah.
1: chalice. I love it. I got it. too. I got too focused on the Mendy. Uh, the Mendy part of it, to, uh-huh. the, you know, it's, like, it, it's funny because the first time you watch it, you're like, oh, like Mendy, what are you doing? And, and certainly like that feeling never entirely goes away. <laughs> yeah. Like but, did that, did that but, subside? But you have to give Aronson credit for just how, how aggressive he was in forcing yeah. the error, you know? And I yeah. think the second time I, when I watched the replay, I was like, okay, actually, this can be something to his credit and to Mindy, like, yeah. you know, both, both, both right. can be hold true. And I think I was in the moment just knowing, cause I had brought in Reese James this week and I was like, you, you and everybody like, else, yeah, Joshua.
2: I mean, yeah. And true. we, we, we can talk about that. And I do think the major FPL talking point is uh, where are we at with Chelsea, specifically sure. Chelsea's defense, but just going back to Brendan Aronson and Leeds, real quick, I actually don't think this should be like full on Men in Blazers America rah-rah because the, the hustle that Aronson showed there, that is the spirit of Bielsa, I would say. I raise yeah. a glass to Bielsa and the hustle that he is imbued in this club.
1: I think it's, I think it's great. I, and I, but I, I mean, they are clearly more solid defensively as well. Like whether that's a combination of new acquisitions and, and, and better player health, I don't know. maybe I mean, but they, they did lose their, their best central midfielder though, too. So it's, I, th- I think, I think he, Marsh deserves some credit. I, the Americanism thing is actually funny because most Americans are most American, you know, soccer slash football fans are actually quite embarrassed of their other ones. And I feel like every every time I pop into Twitter, yeah. there's like Jesse Martius had some like very normal – Quote and there's sure. like a bunch of Americans like rushing to like apologize to the like I'm so sorry <laughs> yeah I think he's embarrassing no. too I'm like this is just like a managers talk like this they're just they're I all was getting text divorced. from our
2: friend Mike uh this morning Josh who was apologizing for Jesse Marsh's choice in acid wash jeans so yeah I they're, like they're
1: it lean into <laughs> plenty, it you know plenty <laughs> plenty of stuff there but
2: anyway we are here to talk about fantasy Premier League and you know you thought game week two had banter to offer. Game week three is sort of, I don't know, it's sort of like banter with sort of a like grim undertone because I think this this week always comes for us, the week in which fantasy managers early in the season are challenged. Yeah, And this is the moment where yeah. we have to decide, you know, how, how much do we really believe in various, quote, template players that, yeah. and so on. So Josh, you've sort of set up for us a classic always cheating
1: theme, right? That's right. It's a buy, sell, hold podcast, Brandon. It's a throwback first buy, sell, hold of the season. You know, we we got a couple like recurring things we do in this podcast, Brandon. We like to do the big picture stuff. We like to do our Kings of the Game Week pods. I love those
2: <laughs> legends. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I love. First, all, was like my favorite pods to do. We'll talk about those later. You can't say uh, Kings of yeah. the
2: Game Week without the, uh, the the sponsor Budweiser, the king of beers. <laughs>
1: That's true. So we'll do that later on this this year. Uh, but Buy, so Hold is another one of my favorites because uh, it's it's you know it's it's basically just what all good fantasy podcasts. Should really be about right, which is: Do I like this player? Do I not like this player? Do I genuinely just have no opinion of this player? (laughs) Uh And I think I think in most cases we'll have opinions. So it's not going to. It'd be kind of funny if we did this pod and we just had no opinions uh, for anybody. I don't think that's going to happen. Cool. We we, could
2: talk about Better Call Saul for sixty minutes if you want. That's (laughs) fine.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Why I dropped out two episodes into (laughs) season two, Uh, but I think. Uh we we did a little tweak this year too, which is that we're we're doing some big picture stuff, right? So we're also talking about buying, selling, holding wild cards, right? Is it time to mm-hmm. you know, is it time to is it time to just go ahead and 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 scratch that first wild card off your list? You know, I think I think there's a real argument for it. Now.
2: It's not just buying, selling, holding players. I think what the questions we have coming up is we're buying, selling, or holding ideas. We're talking, you oh, know, are we holding on to this hope the that big the back? The marketplace of ideas. Is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, totally, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. We're, we've got FPL futures, basically. I wish uh, um, the Future Media FPL group uh, was, was still on board with us, Josh, because I feel like this would be a great partnership.
1: Maybe that turned into a, a, a real person. You know, who knows? I, we'll never know, Brandon. Maybe they were just, <laughs> it was just data mining our, all of our content. Um, but uh, so the, the theme of this podcast is buy, sell, hold. Obviously, we've got one. Game week left to go, or one uh, match, I should say, uh, which is tomorrow. Uh, Liverpool travel to Old Trafford uh, for what should be an extremely talk about banter. The most banter of I don't know. Does it get more banter hashtag banter than than Newcastle Man City? I mean, that was the incredible. Yeah.
2: The fact that all of the promos that we're being fed right now are one of the great rivalries in English football, uh, Liverpool Manchester United, and it's all so earnest. And, you like, are like, surely there are TV viewers out there that are like, hmm, I better check this out. This sounds, pr- this sounds like a spicy meatball. Right. <laughs> but most right. of us who follow professional sports are kind of like, I'll be tuning in, but not for the reason that this ad yeah. suggests.
1: That's <laughs> true. And then, you, and then you go into this, this Man City, Newcastle, which I was looking forward to uh, quite a lot. And I, I, it, it surpassed the hype. I mean, it was totally not what I was expecting. You know, I, I felt yeah. like it was, I mean, it, it was It even 15 minutes in, it was not what I was expecting, right? Even before the goals <laughs> started to go in, you were like, wow, this is like yeah. a real, like New, the Newcastle could actually win this. Like it was, it was really fun because the way that they bought has been, it's been sort of slow and steady, right? I mean, in some ways it's, some of the players who are doing it for them right now, aren't players that were bought with, with the takeover, right? I mean, St. Maxim, Callum Wilson, uh, Joe Linton. I mean, I think that they out. Yeah, Almiron. I I think that Eddie Howe probably hasn't um, got enough credit for, you know, getting getting more out of the potential of some of these players. Yeah,
2: just going back to Ten Hag and Manchester United, you know, could the job be work with what you have, buddy? For the short yeah. term, listen. And then...
1: <laughs> I I can't say anything about Man United. I'm okay. on a self-imposed hiatus. Uh-huh. I I restrict myself now to one tweet per day. Yeah, it's 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 been it's been tough for me, but it's 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 I have to wean myself yeah. off well, talking about Man United.
2: Let's talk about where we are in game week three, and yeah. of course, as you mentioned, we've got that big fixture: Manchester United, Liverpool. And I am looking to the Liverpool lads to save. Uh, that's putting it a little too strongly. But I do think I need them to save my game week. So two yeah. strong weeks, game weeks one and two. And now I'm on 32 points, uh, six below the game week average of 38. Uh, and it, it's, it's odd when I look at my squad. I've actually gotten returns, uh, so to speak, from virtually everyone except my Premium defense, Ederson one, Cancelo zero, yeah. Reese James one. So my two moves – um, on two free transfers coming into this game week was Sokka out to Martinelli. And oh my, how petty the problems were in my mind when I made that transfer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Easy, easy. And you'd love to see when an easy transfer proves uh, in the short term to be like, yep, yeah. you made the right call.
1: Eight minutes in or whatever. <laughs> no very, problem. Very early goal. And that, yeah. yeah. And then that the other move was
2: uh, Trippier out for Rhys James. And you know everybody who didn't already have James brought Rhys James in. And I just knew it's very much a, it's an umbrella situation, right? It's, it's only going to rain if you leave your umbrella at home. If you take your umbrella, it's going to be dry as a bone. So I brought in Reese James and uh, he gets one point. That's pretty much how it goes. Every time I owned Reese James last season, and you're going to hear everybody online crying the same old story. And I'm (laughs) one of them. I'm one of them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting because you kind of knew, I honestly, I was, I was, you kind of knew it was gonna be bad for both James and I, I held Mount for one more week myself. And so mm-hmm. I, um, when, when they, you know, when, when James was lined up as a, as a right sided center back, I was like, really like, like to leads we're doing this. Like it's like, you know, and, and just with predictable results was that Ruben Loftus cheek. I mean, even the commentators were, were, kind of merciless towards him you know and I, yeah. I almost feel bad for him I mean he's a central midf- box-to-box midfielder playing a, you know this this right wing back position it's just not it's not a great fit
2: I don't like to see people bullied bullying is bad sure. but yep. Ruben Loftus-Cheek has had ample time at at like substantial clubs He he's had plenty of time to get it together and he hasn't and I mean I I think Ruby was uh, done a service by Connor Gallagher who was probably worse uh, than him during that match and I think I guess in the second half whatever tweaks Tuchel made put Connor Gallagher in a better position yeah
1: I think he had a better second half but uh yeah that's
2: that's something we need to dig into when we talk about the buy sell hold on Chelsea is really what is going on with this this team because there is no first choice team right now which is a big concern from a fantasy point of view right it's
1: yeah i mean it, it, i i don't really know what to do with i mean this i mean i don't want to dig all right into the holes. i mean first of all james is, is not going anywhere uh the fixtures are great he's not very expensive he presumably will get more right wing back starts now i mean i given given how Loftus-Cheek performed. I mean, it's not like Lotus cheek um, has really ever done very well in that right. I mean, the, the, the first half of that Spurs, of the Spurs game, they were great. I mean, but even then it felt like everything was running through the left side of the pitch, right? I felt like mm-hmm. Cucurea had a great game in, in match week two. Uh, I thought he was uh, pretty disappointing in game week 3 mm-hmm. Um I mean, really, it's like it's like what you really want is to combine him and and right? It's like because <laughs> yeah. he can't shoot, you know, it's I mean, he had yeah. two moments where he was, yeah. you know, not an easy shot exactly. But two, you know, moments where he was basically unmarked outside the box. You know, yeah, I didn't close. see
2: Cucurella make many mistakes per se. But I agree with you in terms of the end product and the attacking end. It just wasn't on for for uh, for Cucurella yeah. this weekend.
1: And now I know Koulibaly he's <laughs> not with the red card
2: what? Is, okay weird.
1: this is where okay i
2: i am just i think tuchel is uh kind of a careful well, here. Careful. here yeah, okay i'll be Champions careful League winner yeah uh, so tuchel is that guy and i'm this probably describes every professional football manager on the planet but he's always the smartest guy in the room and why don't people recognize how smart i am but you can see right. how his Emotions like spill over into him just being a jerk, and um <laughs> I I wonder if you look at this Chelsea team and you do see a general lack of discipline. Uh-huh. And Tuchel doesn't cut that like. And, and to compare him to Pep or Arteta from the school of Pep, where it is all about how what you know. How are you projecting yourself? Like for one, what are the tactics? How do you play, etc. But also, how do you project yourself and? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Plenty of center backs uh, under all types of managers have done what Koulibaly did uh, against Leeds. But I do think uh, this this team is like a reflection of how chaotic Tuchel is.
1: It feels, yeah, it feels a little unsettled right now. I mean, I guess it's kind of surprising. I mean, they haven't changed that much, you know, I I don't know. I mean, but I think uh, Kai Havertz up front is really, he and Sterling are not, it feels like they're not like playing the same game, right? It's, you know, it's like it feels like yeah. there's like a there's like a version of Chelsea going forward that has Harvard's involved. And there's a version that has Sterling involved. And, and usually it's like Mason Mount. So if Mount, you know, first of all, talk about i Hold. I'm, I'm selling Mason Mount. I'll just go ahead and okay. say that right now. That's How, a good was, like yeah. t-
2: talk to me about your game week three so far, because I yeah. think this story is part of that. So you had yeah. two frees like me going into uh, the deadline and how'd you use them and how'd you end up sticking with Mount?
1: Well, you know, I just, the, the, there's just something that felt a little too lateral to me about going from Mount, uh, from going from Mount to Diaz. I mean, it's certainly all the, I, I just felt like they had a kind of equally good chances of getting returns. Um, and so I was kind of casting about looking for some other options and, uh, and I'm happy to shout out uh, this website because i talked about it before, but I, I went to FPL review and I was kicking around looking for some uh, different uh, transfer options. And uh, one of the things they suggested to me was Rob to James, which is the move I was strongly considering, uh, followed by, with kind of the money that freed up, going from Nico Williams to uh, Saliba. And so uh, I thought about it, and I was like, well, I actually kind of, you know, you look at Arsenal's fixtures ahead, right? It's, I mean, four of the next five in particular are terrific, right? Fulham and Villa at home the next two, Bournemouth away in game week three. And so I thought, yeah, for 4.5 million, you know, he's hit a really nice start to the mm-hmm. season. You know, you're not you're not expecting a lot of goals at 4.5, but you know, for a 4.5 million center back. Foreshadowing but, there. Yeah. Well, exactly. And I was like, well, but I can get, you know, it's like if I can get six, seven points, that's like more than I would get from a 4. 5, 5 million midfielder, right? Which is one of the reasons that five at the back has sort of thrived a little bit. It's not so much that, um, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just like you're kind of at the lower end, you get a little more, right? I mean, look mm-hmm. at someone like Lewis Dunk, right? It's kind of the same thing. Um, Dunky, Dunky Boy. Yeah. So, anyway, so I brought in Saliba and then, uh, scores on that beautiful set piece right a great goal too really like uh, apparently it's it's his uh it's not even his dominant foot right so uh, he you know just like even more impressive right it's a left left footed mm-hmm. uh into into the into the right corner it's like, a nice like goal. You know, un, yeah undefendable and so yeah so he finished on 14 points and um it was honestly i mean it was easily the best moment of the season for me because that's kind of what plain fantasy is all about right which is to do some to transfer in somebody who is not kind of the most owned player in the game. Right. Sort of like, it feels like a little special, like kind of like Mm -hmm. your guy. And then they do something extremely good. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, they just get like a ton of points and then it's just, it's, you know, it's good for your overall rank. It makes you feel like you're a little genius for a second there, you know, and a baby genius. Yeah. Baby genius, you know, and it's just, it's just a fun feeling. And so, um, so that was great. And then, you know, and then, uh, that was pretty much what I got. I mean, I had Martinelli, like you Holland, Gabriel Jesus, Uh, one point from Walker, zero from Kinsella, one from James, two from Mount. Losers. Yeah. And then, but then I have, yeah, but then I have, uh, Robert Sanchez, who's been terrific. Uh, losers start start the season. He finished on eight points. And so I'm on 42. Uh, it's, it really a testament to how tough the season's been so far. I mean, I compared to the, I mean, I guess I'm just a little above the average, but, uh, I thought I would be up a little more and I'm, I'm still, you know, climbing up i'm at 733k right now but i have Salah captain tomorrow like you um yeah. i have trent like you i don't have anybody else in that <laughs> game so yeah. there's kind of no way i'm not gonna i mean i might drop i might rise a little bit just because Salah's ownership kind of overall in the mm-hmm. game but in terms of all of my mini leagues this this, this match tomorrow i just like is it, You know, it's like I sort of go into it and I like there's like nine things I don't want to happen, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> really, I feel like it's all upside for us Sala captainers because, uh, you know, we we for those who decided to stick with Sala. And I think there was lots of good argument back and forth. Like, come on, give Gabriel Jesus his due. Yep. This game week is an entirely different story If that. A uh, goal that Jesus goal. scored is an offside. And then Holland <laughs> scored like eight goals yeah. against Newcastle. the end. Yeah. Wild, yeah. wild yeah. stuff. Yep. Yep. So, um, you know, we we definitely dodged many bullets there. So I'm feeling very optimistic. And my man, Luis Diaz, who did the business for me in Game Wing 2, I'm hoping yep. for more magic dust there. But uh, I, I think we're going to get to this a little bit later on. There's a lot, there will be a lot of anxiety with a game week like this, where I feel like people uh, who have gone with uh, like template picks, popular picks, like picks that were crying out, just pick me. Yeah. People are not trying to be that rogue. We've had a pretty good run of it, and this is a type of week that's going to challenge you. And I think yeah, uh, totally we're going right. to have to try to talk these people off of the yeah. ledge over yeah. the next few minutes, Josh.
1: It's really good for the game, clearly though, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Rod- Rodrigo, Will Zaha, like uh, you know, all of these kind of guys that if you're just kind of new to fantasy, you're like, Will Zaha's scoring against everybody. Rodrigo looks awesome. Yeah, let's bring these guys in. And all of us who've been playing for years, we're like, well, Pascal Gross. I mean. He's never really, done, you know. It's like yeah. it's just, its harder for us, right? Kondovan like, only had the- that
2: one moment, and yeah, you will only yeah. ever have the one moment. Exactly. I can guarantee it. <laughs>
1: it's hard to make that like leap. You know, mm-hmm. you have to like re—I mean, honestly, you just have to give yourself a little, like a little bit of context, right? Has, has the formation changed? Yeah. Has, has the manager changed? Um, you know, has somebody left? Uh, you know, there's a lot, a lot of different ways to to look at it. Um, so, anyway, so the, but that's what we're going to get into in this week's pod. Basically, we're going we're gonna to talk about a bunch of players that were um, that were enthusiastic about players that we just don't think it's going to be sustainable, and other ones that you know we're just it's kind of more like a wait and see. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, there's other factors too, right? I mean, what kind of fixtures do they have coming up? Right? That's a, that's a that's a huge one. It's a very simple. Framework, but it's actually hugely important, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, someone like Will Zaha, yeah, it's it's great to bring him in. I mean, they do play Man City away in game week four, right? It sort of immediately takes a little bit of the of the shine off him, right? But you have to kind of you have to think about this stuff when you make a transfer, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes even if you want that player, you're better off just fixing some other issue in your squad and waiting a week, right? Even even though you really want to have men, sometimes it's just not the 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 right move for that. You
2: know, or thing. you just get him in counterpoint. Just get him.
1: Well, that's that's exactly <laughs> it. Sometimes that sometimes that is the counterpoint. So. This is
2: what, like the the whole Ivan Perisic argument. As uh, like, will he start? Won't he start at the start of the season? And yeah. something I thought preseason is like, well, if you if you love this guy, just get him. Maybe yeah. he doesn't start, but and a, and as you see through three game winks, he's earned out and will probably <laughs> be crazy. playing many yeah. minutes going forward. And Will Zaha. Uh, you know, he's score, he, he's scoring goals against the Liverpool defense. Yeah. You, you think about like I got rid of Kieran Trippier this week for Reese James. Guess what? Trippier scored. I mean, you, yeah, you should have been sent off with a red card.
1: That was a weird one. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? What was that? What it's was your, like, I mean, that was, was just like, the,
2: like a clear as day red card. What happened?
1: I don't know. I mean, the second you went over to the monitor, you know they're gonna change it, right? Sure. Has anyone ever looked yeah. at a monitor and actually yeah. Yeah. kept and it, with their okay, decision? Yeah.
2: Okay, Ken, uh, Ken Early on, Second Captain's described it best as it's Kabuki theater when they yeah. go over to the pitch it's side just monitor. Just for the fans
1: to feel right. like the... the- the the ref on the pitch has some kind of some sort of agency, agency yeah, which he doesn't yeah. yeah yeah um but i think uh it was just weird yeah it was it's it's kind of like one of those tackles where it's like oh well he got the ball first so it's okay that his like studs raked it <laughs> two you know, feet, it's like two feet off the ground yeah, exactly. studs
2: showing hits the knee yeah no but he problem. got the
1: ball he touched the ball first and it was he like one of those and like, it was like i guess the top of his foot Hit KDB before his studs hit KDB. I mean, I don't really that's like a, the best I could the make, only argument out, I see
2: like, is that he kind of pulls out of the challenge weirdly in mid-air, which like all credit to Trippier for being able to do that. Sure.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah.
2: but still, my, my point is uh Trippier still comes away from that match with like a boku more points than Reese James does. Yes. So yes. why was I so quick to drop him? I see like ooh, City and Liverpool coming up in the next three. And now uh, I just want him back. So anyway, yeah. uh, I, I feel like uh, the fixtures can
1: deceive. They can deceive, but you also just need like a framework sometimes. You know, it's like the problem is you can like you can drown in in, in opinions if you don't give yourself a couple of kind of rules, you know, mm-hmm. that are just going to guide you. Right. Because it's like the fixtures can help and they can deceive. These players might be good. They might be, you know, it's like if you it's like if you just have to kind of decide. Like, it's, it's like, you know, it's funny how much this has come up since we went to our Vegas trip, Brandon. But it's like, you know, it's like the way we were talking about, like... Uh, we
2: learned a lot in Vegas, John. We did, we did. Many things.
1: Many things. And, you know, it's hitting on 16, right? There's a sort of like... Uh, it's like you can either hit on 16 every time, or you can never hit on 16. What you don't want to do is every single time that comes to you, decide if this is the time you want to hit on 16. No, you've got to have a rule. Exactly. And that's Mm -hmm. sort of, and I have decided that I, and I think this is sort of empirically backed up, right? But I've decided that I am going to use fixtures as a, as a strong guiding principle when it comes to my transfers. Okay. Um, All right. right, So, so yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: There's basically, we set the table as if this were Thanksgiving dinner. Now let's do some, some housekeeping before we get to the heart of the podcast and that buy soul hold
1: for the guests come <laughs> over. Yeah.
2: Josh, we uh, are ready to host so many of our friends and listeners in Brooklyn, New York for Fest NYC. For more information, we encourage everyone to go to fest-nyc.com. We toured this magical space in uh, Brooklyn, in Sunset Park, right near the water. Views of the Manhattan skyline.
1: Looks great. So,
2: yeah, and, and we are, we've are we sold a number of tickets, and space is limited. Do go to fest-nyc.com for your tickets if you're, you're in the New York area or planning to on Saturday, September 10th. That's Game Week 7. Yes, we will be watching all the fixtures, including that magical Spurs v. Manchester City uh, I can't. I can't get enough of these grudge matches. This this feels like a season <laughs> yeah. defined by grudge matches. Yeah, Josh. Kane so, versus
1: Holland. That's a fun. That seems to be a really fun game, right? Those two, just giant two big forwards.
2: lads going at it. Yeah, so, please. yeah, I mean, and, and to bury the lead here at Fest NYC, we are hosting special guests: Mark Southerns. You know him. You love him. Founder of Fantasy Football Scout, fantasy player extraordinaire. Gianni Buttici is also a Premier League pundit, Ed Gray. They're going to be there uh, doing content. We've got uh, indoor pitches where we're kicking balls around a rooftop with those skyline views. We're going to be recording a live episode of Always Cheating And we discovered they do have PlayStation 4s in the venue where we will be playing FIFA and there's going to be a cash bar, et cetera. So don't miss your chance to hang out with us, Mark, Gianni, Ed, watch some football and do some FPL with all your friends here in the New York area. Again, fest-nyc.com.
1: I like how excited you were at the PlayStation 4s and I you were like, oh, they have, the, you were talking to him and you've brought up like nine times since then. You, you, you the were first, like, you we can, can we like, unplug this, please? <laughs> yeah, I know, I was like, is that the newest one? I was like, I don't even know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, uh, and then just a quick thank you to, um, our newest Patreon supporters, Greg Pearl, Tim W, Jonas Ansama, mm-hmm. Brian Hantman, Joachim Svensson, and AJC. Thank you so much. If you want to support the podcast on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash always cheating doing bonus spots. We had a really fun one this week with our friend Dave Wagner Lodahl uh, I think it's like the fourth guest we've already had in the preseason, which I'm really excited about keeping that kind of guest content For rolling. Her. So um, we're gonna keep that, keep that up and uh and trying to get some trying to get some more people from from Europe on too, Brian. It's always always tricky, you know. The, the timing uh you and I are kind of night owls when it comes to recording this podcast yeah. the five hour time difference makes it a little tricky but anyway patreon.com slash always where you can go uh if you're having a great season so far then you can get in and be part of our manager of the month award the top manager gets an always cheating t-shirts so we'll send that out to you so mm-hmm. patreon.com slash always where you can go let's take a break we'll get back and talk about buying selling and holding fantasy assets wild cards etc all right, Ben, we're back by cell hold. I think we explained it pretty well at the top. So let's just jump right into it, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Got a couple big picture questions, right? I want to set yeah. the, again, we're just setting the table every every which ways here, Brandon. You set the table for Thanksgiving above. I'll set the table for a uh, uh, Christmas Eve dinner. I got a question for you. You yeah. put the
2: knife at the place setting. Do you go blade in pointing toward the plate or out pointing toward the glass?
1: Ooh, I, I blade in, I'm almost positive. And, you know, you put the fork on the left side mm-hmm. and then you put the knife and the spoon on the right side. And the way I, I was taught to remember that is fork has four letters as does left knife and spoon have five as does right.
2: Oh, the old yeah. knifey spoony.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Buy,
2: sell, hold, Josh. Let's talk about fantasy football. Uh, what's the first dilemma yeah. we have?
1: Well, it's a question from, uh, basically, are we buying sign holding big at the back? Okay, mm-hmm. I made the move this week. I am now five at the back. Weird um, week for it because on the one hand it worked out great. <laughs> on the other, the other other hand, in my like very specific case, yeah. but for you know, and well, I guess we don't know about Liverpool tomorrow. But certainly when it came to Chelsea and, and Man City, it was a yeah. de- debacle. And so Sam said, "Are we are we impressed the big at the back lasted almost three weeks?" <laughs> I what, really are think, what are you thinking? I
2: think we have to, as uh, fantasy players, define what do you mean by big at the back. Yep. Does big at the back mean all of your starting defenders cost at least six million? Yep. Does big at the back mean you just play five defenders? You start five defenders no matter what their cost. Because, right, you, Josh, all your points came from Saliba. You're, you say you're playing big at the back, but Saliba costs four point five. But right. you've got five starting. It's kind of big at the
1: back in a way. Yeah, it's, you're it's, right. It's is a it mushy price? thing, I think. Is it about yeah. price or is it about formation? I think to me it's about formation. I think yeah, big okay. at the back basically means you're starting five defenders.
2: Yeah. I think this was a pretty damning week for big at the back just because of most of what we saw. What happened to City and Chelsea and... Um, I, I think we when we get to wild card questions later on, it's gonna be a lot of reactionary folks coming out of Game Week 3 and be like, ah, oh, the sky is falling because right. you know, I invested all this money in double city defense, double yeah. Chelsea defense. This is this is what happens <laughs> like it, yeah. I, Cancelo is still like the best defender to have even though he got zero today this is just what life is like as a fantasy manager reese james pff, i don't know jury's still out here yeah. but what I, I there were so uh there were a lot of managers who were lured in by Cucurella, but also reese james was the flavor of the month going into game week three why not both and my feeling was you guys are all committing suicide by going double chelsea defense because I think as far as the thing about big at the back is you just really need diversification. And I think your team this week, Josh, showed it like going creatively Mm -hmm. with Saliba, you're able to cover up where it went wrong. Because with big at the back, you're so reliant on very marginal moments. You lose a clean sheet and you're out what you're banking on. There will be blockbuster weeks. It's, it's really the same story with forwards. You're going for blockbuster weeks with four with, with big forwards and you'll captain them. Uh, and, uh, a big at the back is more useful because they're cheaper and you don't have to captain them to get to those blockbuster moments. But my concern That's, is yeah. always just like, it's going to be feast or famine. So in weeks like this, it's going to really show your mentality as a fantasy manager. So, Josh, are you like on un, unmoored by what you saw this weekend with your
1: defense? I mean, no, I mean, I'd, I'd say it's a I'd say I, it, it's a whole territory. I mean, we had we had, you know, Jamie uh, pick it on the pod this this uh, this season and he reigning
2: fantasy number reigning,
1: one. Reigning yeah, exactly one one beat eight million managers last year. And he did uh, deploy in a big at the back style, right? Like very, very defender heavy uh, wrote it most of the season, I believe. Uh, you know, I think he, he mixed up a little bit at times, but that was certainly his strategy, like the first half of last season. And, um, you know, I think that it's, uh, I think it can work. I think, I, I think you're right that having a little more diversity, I mean, it was sort of like, you know, today was an example of, you know, the, the, ideally what you have are players at the back who can score both ways for you. Right. That you, um, like Walker is, um, is a center back. he, is classified as a right back, but he is a center back. He, you know, get like he, you know, will will take on forward. Like you I mean he he wasn't even taking on Saint Max. He was getting roasted yeah. by Saint Max every yeah. <laughs> seventy five seconds. Uh, His but, marauding days
2: yeah. are over, Kyle Walker.
1: He, but he doesn't even cross the halfway line. I mean, it's like you know, and so you know, once once uh, Newcastle scored, it was like, well, that's that's it for Kyle Walker. You know, like there's nothing. I'm not getting anything from him from this match because he doesn't. You know, he, like, lobbed one in, like, in, like, the, ni- you know, for some reason there was, like, 99 minutes of extra time. There was, like, four minutes, like, a- allocated or five, and then it was, yeah. like, they just kept going, and I was, like, was there an injury, like, late on that I'm forgetting about right now? Sure. Just, we oh, were, all,
2: no. ev- everyone in the grounds was just celebrating so hard about what they were watching.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just, like, but anyway, he floated one in, it was, like, it just ballooned over everybody, and I was, like, right, this guy just, you know, he's, I mean, it, you know, he can recover, and, like, I obviously, he can, you know, it's, it, he's solid, of course, Kyle Walker's solid, if he was he wouldn't be starting for Man City, but uh but you know, ideally you, you want the Reese James, you want the you want the Trent. I mean, I, I would have brought in Sinchenko if I hadn't been priced out over Saliba. I mean, I, I don't want to get too results focused here. I mean, Saliba I'm I'm so relieved that it worked out, but you know, Zincheco at 5 million, it's almost always worth the extra 0.5, right? Because Zincheco can get you points two ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, so I mean, Kukurea has that appeal too, right? I mean, he got an assist, uh, his first start on uh, game week two. So, I mean, the question to me is whether, I think you're right that forwards can do that, right? You have this kind of Emmanuel Denny type forwards that, um, that can get you these like crazy 16 point returns, right? At 5 million, 5.5 mm-hmm. million. We mm-hmm. haven't really, outside of maybe Mitro, I haven't really identified that player yet you know i mean i'm you know a, 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 a when at a moment danny welbeck's picked up a couple of assists um you know mitch ivan tony but he's at seven million he's not exactly
2: yeah
1: you can compare him to like a trent but he's not like if you know, rodrigo cheap,
2: were yeah. classified as a forward he'd be the guy he'd be the guy and
1: um now he's a just in terms of like
2: short-term <laughs> jump on the hot cheap guy yeah, but this is why you'd be hard-pressed to find a fantasy squad out there that was playing three up front because there's yeah. no natural third striker for us at the moment.
1: If I were wildcarding, I would have three up front. I think there's uh I mean the question for me is whether uh I And a you do three, so by jettisoning
2: yeah. Big at the back just to keep on theme here, right?
1: Yeah, that's that's really the only way to do it. I mean, or you decide that you don't need someone like DS because I think that Martinelli is um, just I mean our Arsenal's fixtures are too good, he's too good, right? You have to have Martinelli, right? He's
2: now. Jer. he's so far proving to be the Jared Bowen of last season for us this season. And,
1: and even cheaper, right? I mean yes, I think yeah, Bowen better, was, better value. Yeah. Perhaps, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so you've got you've got Martinelli is great. You have Mo Salah. Maybe you make an argument for KDB, but let's let's shelve that for today's pod just because man, uh, Liverpool play tomorrow. We've got uh, enough
2: work to do already, Joe. You got
1: some. You, you probably you most likely have some really expensive guy you know in your midfield. You know, prob, most likely Salah, but you can make an argument for for um, for KDB Sun. No. No, I think we got it. sun sun is a sell. Sun, no, you know.
2: Sterling, no, Bruno, no. All yeah. these other midfielders, you're out. They're it's, only it's right, two. it's
1: right, it's right in Bruno's name, Brandon. You uh, know, it's right there at the end. <laughs> yeah, Bruno. Yeah. We're
2: only talking about two premium mids. That's that's Mo and KDB.
1: That's true. And KDB has delivered every week so far. Yep. I mean, he he really has. I mean, let's see, he's got six, fourteen, and five, right? So it comes out to a, a nice tidy 25 points after after three matches and Oh, look, they have uh, Palace and uh, Forest uh home the next two weeks. Now, now Palace are, are have, you know... Are, They're have, City's bogey team, yeah. They are City's bogey team as well, but I would certainly expect City to score, score a couple of goals in that match, right? Even if uh, even if that match ends up being tighter than we expect. I think I would expect a couple of goals. So anyway, but to get back to the, the big at the back thing, the question to me is whether you can approximate what you can get with a Zinchenko, right? A 5 million defender... For, you know, you know, or, or surpass it, honestly, surpass it from somebody in the midfield or the forward line that's like roughly the same price. And right now, there really isn't anybody, like, like you said, outside of Rodrigo, Jack Harris. These guys are all six million plus though, right? So um, if you can find some cheapies like Kukurea, like like Salibos and Chanko. Um, the fixtures are just so good for these top teams right now. Yeah. I think that's a big factor. Walker is in this interesting spot where I, you know almost nobody thinks he's like a great long-term asset. I, I don't think. I mean, after today, I feel even less so. But at the moment, they have these great home fixtures and he's $5 million, you know? And it's it's just so I think— This is he, why I get confused
2: you know. about the big at the back uh, signifier because you're talking about defenders in top six, six clubs with Zinchenko, Walker, etc., yeah. I'm thinking about filling out your back line with Lewis Dunk, Kieran Trippier, uh, even a defender on like a cheap defender on Forrest or Brentford. Right. You, I think you can do five at the back and, and rotate in a pretty smart sort of a way, not going for the, you know, top yeah. six teams big at the back.
1: It just depends on who you're rotating with, is what I'm saying. Like I think there's just weeks when I just clearly want to be starting a 4.5 million defender at a five at the back rotation over someone like Pedro Neto or, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. Pereira scored today. Like, it looks like, it looks like he's, you know, he got three bon- or yesterday and you know, he got three bonus points and, you know, he's probably someone that maybe is a real contender now for, for being kind of a rotatable midfield asset um, yeah. and somebody that you can, So, so yeah, so I'm with you. I don't think it needs to be expensive players back there, but I think, I, I guess maybe like, okay, so maybe if I can like, you know, kind of wrap this up a little bit. I I don't know that I'll be starting five at the back for much longer. I am fine with it for the next few weeks. And I think that when the champions league starts, it's all going to be kind of irrelevant anyway, because, uh, we're going to have uh, we're going to need our bench, and it's you know I mean Pep already came out and said something like oh yeah like Holland is definitely not going to be starting once we start playing three matches. In he,
2: he basically said Holland, you don't expect to see Holland in the uh, you know Totoro Cup or something like that.
1: Uh, yeah, but I mean, but there's <laughs> also playing the Champions
2: like, League and the Premier League. Uh, I'm I, sure I think it. most
1: of the time, but like I mean, there will be some weeks where it's like. You know, Premier League match on Sunday, midweek Premier League game on you know Tuesday, Premier League match on Sunday, Champions League game on Wednesday, right? So even if, even if it's not Holland specifically, like there's going to be players I think in our squads who who will be rotated, right? I mean, I, I th- you know Ben White I think is another player who could be at risk of getting rotated a little bit with um, Tomiyasu. Right, and if that happens, does Ben White and Saliba do they possibly rotate a little bit, you know, in, in some of these fixtures too? I think that Saliba's is kind of locked on that spot, but I think if there's a lot of matches, I think you could see Saliba um, occasionally get rotated. So anyway, I, I think that you know, it, it, in some ways, the problem will solve itself because we will have um, some of our starters get rotated anyway. Yeah. So you might you might end up with five at the back even if you didn't want it, and you may start with five at the back and end up with four just because one of your players yeah. isn't starting.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: I think generally we agree here that Big at the Back is currently a hold uh, contextually speaking uh and, and and more information will come next buy so hold question <laughs> is longer about, than i
1: thought we'd spend on that <laughs> yeah
2: next we want to talk about wild carding you know we came into the season saying Woo, wow world cup happening like early wild cards it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be the thing Polly jilly Gilcrest asks after a captaincy fail and a shocking pair of transfers on top of the rest of my shambolic team what is the healthier reaction finish a nearly full bottle of whiskey or wild card. So, Josh, if you're uh, a fantasy manager out there and you've really been beaten down by the events of game week three, you feel like you've been cast back in the standings of your mini league. You feel like you're at a disadvantage. What are what's the point at which you uh, reach for the bottle or reach for the wild card?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, if you had a clear sense of where you would what you would do if you wild carded, I think it's fine. I mean, we're going into game week four now. We're not exactly like in the season is too young to do anything territory, right? I mean, so again, we've learned
2: a lot in the last three weeks for sure about
1: ourselves, about mm, about you know, too about, much maybe, yeah, too much really, yeah, exactly. Things we want to unlearn as mm-hmm. soon as possible. Uh, but you know, I think that I mean, okay, let's say so. It just as another reminder, we've got um, game week sixteen will be the final game week of the first half of the season. Okay, that's Saturday, November twelfth. Uh, after that, we'll have this six-week window where uh, the Premier League stops and the World Cup begins. During that window, you can make transfers every single day. They won't, you know, it's, you have unlimited transfers between the time the World Cup starts and the time that matches resume on Boxing Day. So, mm-hmm. uh, so you really, there, there's really no significant advantage of waiting super long to to play your first wild card to kind of set yourself up for the long run. Sometimes there really is, you know, like if, if, you know, often what happens is we, you know, we, like, especially in the, in the age of like chips, you know, these like where you want to kind of maximize them or you, you know, double game weeks later on in the season where mm-hmm. your teams playing twice in a week. Um, you want to hold that wild card. And so you could end up playing a wild card in game like three and then not, then not playing your second one until like game like 35, you know, and so you can end up with these keepers, you know, that you just like so they a long time good. out in the
2: wilderness. Yeah, Josh. they looked
1: they looked good two matches in, you know, yeah. and suddenly you're like, God, I have this guy, I have this guy, my squad mm. for months and months and months to come. Yeah. Uh, but because you have this midweek break where everyone gets a wild card at the exact same time, it, there's really not a huge incentive to wait super long unless it's just like an exercise in self-control. Like, I don't think anything's going to change. You know, I don't see like a massive fixture swing happening. I guess the thing that you could maybe anticipate would be okay, the Champions League is coming. Uh, is, I mean, Tuchel sort of famously rotates a ton, right? I mean, maybe it's a little different because the squad is is just in a kind of different place than it was a year ago. Um, and you know, but I don't know. So, like, I mean, you have you have you have Man City, you have, but the, the, the problem is like, I, I'm not. Like I wouldn't wild card out a bunch of, I mean, okay, maybe I'd wild card out like Kyle Walker or something like that. But like, this you know, is it,
2: Josh, where's yeah. the edge? Yeah, if you wild edge? card, yeah. the idea that you need to have is where is your edge? Because right. Uh, right. we saw there was a, a friend of ours on our Patreon Slack who said, Hey, look at this. Uh, this, this squad has, has no edge because it's everyone has Martinelli and Holland and Salah, et cetera. Yeah. Should I wild card? And my feeling right now, and I take on board all of the arguments of, you know, maybe uh, uh, anticipating you only have a certain window of time to uh, leverage wildcard advantage because everyone on game week 17 or wherever it is is going to do that. But are you every what my strategy right now is just to keep pace with that Peloton. Uh, you know, if you're env- envisioning like the Tour de France, just like drafting off of people now is if you break away right now going into game week four, like uh, our friend Sam Danby Bailey. I know you're out there listening. You triple caps Mosala every game week one. He breaks away from the Peloton. What do you finished uh, He f- finished middle of the pack in our mini league last season. Can we so, verify
1: that? He- we, we, to, we, to, we should look up his, uh, his actual... Narr- for you know, for, yeah, for the purpose yeah. of
2: this narrative, Josh, let's say he finished m- okay. middle of the pack. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I just think when you try to make a move like that with the early wild card, it's either, wow, you're way out of sync with where the rest of the pack is, or you've identified some edge that you're going to get. Now, maybe it yeah. depends on, like, Josh, would you put any stock in an edge that was, you know what, Holland... Uh, Holland, no, all these other strikers. I'm going Kane. Kane is my edge because I feel like Kane is probably Kane and Kevin De Bruyne are probably the two players where I feel like are edge players where like yeah. the the template managers don't really have a lot of stock in.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't think about the big guns either. I mean, when it comes to what I would do in a wild card, I mean. I think that there's a lot of areas of the margins. Maybe this isn't very true for our, our squads, me and you, but I think there are people out there who went with two, 4 million Leicester defenders, right. Who went with, um, goalkeepers. You mean, Yeah, Leicester goalkeepers, of course, and who, uh, I don't know, who maybe got like, you know, who brought in Darwin and he's still on their bench and trying to figure out what to do there, Mm -hmm. who brought in Saliba, you know, like, or I mean, I'm not Saliba, um, Koulibaly, who, you know, just sort of have a squad that doesn't really make sense right now. And I think, you know, um, like for me, if I were to wildcard right now, I would probably change like four things right but it's not enough like i like i look at my squad for game week four and i like it you know so I-, I wouldn't you know if you look at your squad for game week four and you just i mean so this is what you're talking about right which is that if you look at your squad for game week four and it looks great you know like yeah you know, set up well <laughs> looks good then don't wild card right if you've Be done like, it perfectly
2: yeah. just sit back and admire how yeah, perfect you are <laughs> But like but don't wild card
1: don't wild card from like a theoretical point yeah. like wild card mm-hmm. because like you you know kind of zigged in the wrong way a handful of in a handful of different spots and you just feel like you uh and I don't think you have to get whatever who everybody else has necessarily, but like, you know, I'm looking at um just a curiosity, I was looking at, you know, who's got like really that's like the strongest fixtures over the next, you know, four or five weeks and Um, you know, Brentford, great fixtures, Leeds, great fixtures, Man City. Sure. You probably have a couple players, but they have great fixtures. Arsenal, like, right. If you don't know, you don't have a Saliba, like, you know, 4.5, he's a great 4.5 million option. Brighton have have a 4.6. Yeah. 4.6. Now, uh, Brighton have some interesting players, you know, defensively. And then even some midfielders are at least worth considering you know uh, i don't think either of us are hugely enthusiastic about their midfield but still it's 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 out there mm-hmm. um you know so i think there's a lot of areas of the at the margins where you could really improve your squad right now if it doesn't if it isn't maybe um uh, yeah. i don't know you know or, or, I, I think you're right i yeah, think
2: you're right yeah, just yep. uh, the the there are managers out there who have just just got uh screwed by circumstance or or what have you yeah I want to be the voice of reason for like, are there, there are managers out there who are like, what's the point? I have all the same players as you. I need to get out of this situation. And what I'm trying to say is no, you don't. This is actually the best case scenario in terms of starting the season. Now is not the time to get nuts and go different. And uh, well, it's, and and that's, a. I, I say that from a position of luxury because there are great managers like, like Mark Southerns or Late Riser, who tried to go on uh, Raheem Sterling or Hungman's son, and it yeah. hasn't worked out.
1: Right. Right.
2: And they are at extreme disadvantage because, uh, you know, the what we expected to happen did happen and Mo Salah had a good game week one, et cetera. And, and I think you just have to, uh, if that, that's, that's not a bad place to be, to just have uh, a similar structure as to other managers because you know it's game going into game week 4 going into game week 24 that's when we're going to be having the real conversations about what can we do that's different and uh yeah. unpredictable and uh, cutting edge
1: Yeah, I think I I yeah, I think I mostly agree with that. I think that um
2: do you think there's room right now going into game week 4 to do something with a big well, not, with a premium asset.
1: Not in my squad or not in yours, you know, but I mean but it's not the premium assets that are making the difference right now, right? Yeah. It's the it's the it's the four or five other players that mm-hmm. that you have. What I think is helping uh me certainly and I okay, first of all, everyone next year don't spend a second looking at anybody else's team. Okay, just don't do it. I avoided looking at anybody else's team as much as I possibly could going into the season, and it has actually to this minute helped me feel a lot better about my own squad because I really don't know what anyone else's squad looks like. And I think that that is—you um, kind of end up with the similar squad anyway, because of course you do. Like good players, cheap the you know cheap players and great teams who are performing well. Like yeah, we're all going to have those guys, right? But I I think what what is helping is that the season has been so fun so far. And mm-hmm. so it's sort of, I haven't really been too bothered by the, like having similar players with other people, cause I'm just really enjoying watching these games, you know, and, and being like really quirky with fantasy at the moment would just get in the way, you know, of me having like a really good weekend watching games, you know, and, and as dumb as it sounds, I mean, I, I was really making a strong argument for, for Holland, uh, going to this weekend. And then I, Part of me was just like, and again, this is not like, I will not pretend this is optimal strategy, but part of me was just like, yeah, I really want to enjoy Liverpool Man United on Monday. right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I will not be able to, if I don't captain Salah, I won't be able to, I would not, I mean, you know, what am I like to me? It's not fun to watch a match and root for Salah to miss every opportunity he's got. Right. That's not like enjoyable to me. And so, you know, they were, I thought they both had a pretty good chance of returning uh, you know, I think it was, I, I, I hope that he surpasses Holland's uh, six points, but uh, even if he doesn't, you know, I felt like I just wanted to kind of have fun uh, with, sure. with tomorrow. We will match. have
2: made some friends along the way. So yeah. in terms of the idea of wildcard going into game week for buy, sell, hold, I feel like what we're saying is wildcard is on the table for buy.
1: I think it's uh, it's context dependent, which is an answer that we you try not to give on this podcast because it's like I, think, I question, think we but, put it yeah.
2: in the buy category, and it's a free yeah. market. People can buy if they if they choose. That's we're not on the it. shelf. This yeah. is not a U2 album that we're gonna just like push onto everyone's <laughs> phone or anything like that.
1: Right. I guess that's what that. I guess that's what the what the World Cup wildcard is. Right. That is that YouTube album.
2: Yeah. 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 Everyone gets how to dismantle <laughs> a neutron bomb. That's great. All right. Next buy, sell, so hold question. Really ties into the discussion we were just having, which is really buying, yeah. selling, or holding the template. Matt, aka Acid Dad's FC, as do we blow up the template and start over, or do we adjust and sit tight? So based on everything we sort of talked about, like I want a wild card because um, I need to get out of this rut. Template? Do you feel like it's serving? And 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 for for newbies, when we say template, we mean like big ownership players. Yeah like just plus 50% plus right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. all that. Where are we with the template right now?
1: I mean, I think that, uh, you know, the man city match was, was a little, or I mean the, the man, the man city at the, the match at St. James park today was, uh, probably a trickier match than maybe some of us gave it credit for. I, I thought that man city would, would ultimately, I thought I, mean, I was surprised that Newcastle scored a, scored a goal. I thought they might score one or two, but I did think that, that Man City would ultimately win. And that ended up being sort of a tricky match. And it didn't, you know, I mean, KDB is on five, Holland's on six, Kinsella's on zero. Like, it was not a great match for fantasy managers. The Liverpool defense has not performed, obviously, so far. You know, we'll see what we get tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, James, We've all read
2: these military history books where there is like an ebb in the confidence of the yeah. the the winning faction. Yeah. Well, you know, Germany took a lot of prisoners that uh, <laughs> during yeah. that month period, and uh, we had to call for reinforcements. and need up yeah. an uptick in tank production.
1: I think all in all, though, that the the template's looking fine. I mean, Salah was the kind of consensus captain in game week one; and he delivered, and uh, Holland was was another you know kind of template he pick, and he delivered. And grant he didn't do as well as a captain in game week, um, in game week. Three, but, I mean, look, like we're talking about a guy who scores, has three goals and one assist in his first three matches. It's, mean, not it's not
2: Rodrigo not, levels, but it's close. It's not,
1: yeah, he's not. He's no Rodrigo. No one will ever, <laughs> you know, Rodrigo stands alone. But, you know, Gabriel Jesus, another Temple player, was incredible uh, in game week two and game week three, honestly. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, one marginal offside call away from having 12 points this week, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, huge swing or whatever it would have come out to 11. I think he had a yellow card. But, you, you know, it's, um, you know, so I think that, I think the Temple like at had 12 last week uh james has been great so i think the template is is fine reese james well well i mean james has been good the first two weeks i mean he wasn't great this this last week but what do you i'm i'm currently currently googling
2: reese james size microwave Uh,
1: (laughs) he's seven points in game week one and seven in game week two i mean yeah game week three not great but i mean he's been you know pretty good so far so i i feel like it's you know uh I feel like it's been a pretty good start uh, for the, for the template. And uh, I mean, this would actually be a reason to hold off on a wild card, which is that the solid KDB question is, is a difficult one to answer. Kane versus Holland. I think it's just, it's just hard to have both. And so you just pick one and you know, I, you could alternate, but I do not really see the value in that. And, um,
2: Well, that's, that's a wild card thing for me is if you say Sala versus KDB, you don't need a wild card. You just need a free transfer for that. If you're talking Kane versus Holland, you don't need a wild card. You need a free transfer. If you want, if I, I think the wild card becomes very buyable when it becomes Sala plus KDB and we are jettisoning premium forwards or we want to go Kane plus Holland up front and, uh, you know put our faith in eight million and below midfielders it's like a very big structural change there
1: yeah i'm too scared to do that i don't i don't think i, I it doesn't I mean, look, I yeah I yeah i'm yeah. not
2: advocating for that but i i yeah. do you know i'm kind of waiting for that moment to happen which could yeah. and it would be rash i think
1: if we feel as though holland and and kane are roughly similar in terms of what we might get from them this season. And we, you know, knowledge that palace and forest, the next two matches for Holland, those are, those are really good matches from there. It gets a little bit worse. I mean, they have, I don't know, Villa away, spurs at home wolves away the next three. I mean, these aren't, no fixture is truly bad for man city, but those aren't great. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, during that same window, uh, Spurs have Fulham at home. They do play Man City away, but then Leicester at home after that. So, I mean, you know, if if we hold it to be true, the are roughly similar. And Pep has kind of come out and say, "I'm I'm going to rotate Holland," um, and we feel like Holland kind of again gets stymied by a lack of space, right, playing against some of these like you know relegation fodder squads um, Mm -hmm. not to reduce them to that, but you know what I mean? The teams in the bottom half of the table, then maybe there is an argument for, for Kane over Holland. And, you know, if Sala continues to be somewhat anonymous on the right and KDB just continues to be delivered, you know, awesome. Then there's an argument for KDB as well, of course. And so the fact that I can't answer those questions is one of the reasons I don't want a wildcard right now, you know? And so I'm sticking with the template for a little bit longer just because I, feel like I need to start this decision. So in some ways you're right. This is like, these two questions are kind of go hand in hand. Um, But it's, it's interesting to think about. I think that we're, we're okay. I think staying holding basically for the next couple of weeks.
2: Yeah. This is what kind of clouded the wild card talk is, are you talking about wild carding into the template, which we're kind of still buying. So, you know, we're kind of like trying to hold two ideas in our heads at the same time. Yeah. Wild card. Good template. Good.
1: It's all Good everything's kind of good to,
2: right now yeah uh, it's, it's kind like of only bad much... if your team is bad that's the so real situation you need to be aware aware of
1: so rare for us to have this this level of substance on this podcast Brian. i'm not you know, it's, uh, it's <laughs> everything's cool man all yeah. right josh
2: take us in take us out of buy sell hold into some maybe team player specific questions
1: yeah and this these to me are these are still buy sell hold questions but i think we can treat them more like quick hits these aren't kind of the the, the big picture ones mm-hmm. right so okay um, so, just quick hits, right? Mikey U. These are three players i about to name Brennan, okay? And you just tell me buy, sell, hold on each one, okay? Is Mikey, Mikey U one of the players? Mikey U is one of the players, okay, right? Our, our beloved producer. Hold. And he says, so we'll hold on Mikey. He says he's struggling to work out the good picks from the hot streaks that will fizzle out. Three examples Zaha. Buy, sell, hold, Brennan. Uh-huh.
2: Uh, Zaha, buy. I mean, God. Yeah. That guy scored the same goal as he scored against Liverpool this week, this weekend. He yeah. looks so good. It's, and, and it's like I love the way that Zaha scored that goal in game week three because it was all about the team behind him. Mm-hmm. We've seen Zaha go in these streaks where he's almost making the goals himself. Yeah. And now there are, these, there are team goals being scored by Crystal Palace, which is great.
1: Yeah, and I actually feel like he scored. He scored the other goal multiple times before as well. The missed pen, but recovered uh, to yeah, uh, to right, score right, a goal. Right. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like that's like another Zaha yeah. specialty. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I'm buying buying him as well. Um, second player he names is yeah. I mean, for lots of reasons. I mean, again, I, as I noted, I, I would I would personally wait a week just because even though Palace are kind of the bogey team for for Man City, I just in general I'm not. I, I really have a lot of. Um, Respect for the Man City defense, and I. All things being equal, I'm not typically going to burn a transfer to bring in a fantasy asset that's playing at Man City. No, no matter what they, no matter what happened in that Newcastle match. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Rod- you saw
2: Nathan Ake and John Stones rolling up there in center back, you were just that like, was, res- "That mad was respect. strange,
1: right? Like playing over Diaz away to St. James. That was <laughs> strange, right? Uh,
2: pep, Pep's of mad genius or something. Yeah,
1: I guess so. Yeah. Uh, what about
2: Rodrigo? buy them i mean why not uh, like well, listen yeah, we've seen sure, weirder yeah. things the yeah. the you know we always remember buffett timby five and five for swansea city buy that buy it now You're because right. it's, it's going because it's going to disappear it's, it's fleeting
1: it's fleeting Le- Leeds have a nice front again i don't love their game week four fixture uh, they play away to brighton and brighton is looks incredibly solid you and i just have to just differ on this brandon i i to me I don't like to buy players before difficult fixtures. I would mm-hmm. rather wait a week and do it. And I just It works me, both ways
2: though. Yeah. You you were on on Twitter you were like say what you will about Mason Mount, he's gone. And somebody responds to the tweet <laughs> saying, "Yeah, bro, but Leicester City next week, am I right?" And I'm just like, "This is this is like the perpetuation of a cycle here if you keep going based on the fixture instead no, of the if, form."
1: Now, in this case, it's I, I'm selling Mason Mount because I feel like the the front line at Chelsea is a complete mess right now. Raheem Sterling is looking – he's like the, the quarterback who's looking off everybody but one – it's like the only thing that, that Raheem Sterling is trying to do right now is shoot into traffic and try to score a Great. goal.
2: Great. So you're getting rid of Mason Mount because that's not working, and you're yeah. not getting Rodrigo because – his attack is working
1: because I've seen Rodrigo play for two years and Rodrigo's not a good player. Like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> like Rodrigo like, is, in, is in a great run of form right now, but I just don't, I do not buy it. I really don't. I mean, like, I mean, Rodrigo was good like five years ago and his first two years at Leeds, he stunk. He completely stunk. He was super disappointing. He finally got a chance to start it forward for, Leeds last season and he didn't do anything with it right he like was one of the reasons they almost got relegated so i mean he's had a hot start he got a you know he's been playing a little more advanced because bamford's been injured um i to me it's like maybe he's got a, a week or two left of this but i i i just don't buy it you know yeah. i mean i shouldn't say he's not a good player because these guys are all good i mean like it's you know i'm talking about fantasy assets here right i'm not talking about like what they do you know off the ball or whatever yeah. like you know it's I, just like yeah, yeah.
2: I think there's a place for Rodrigo, especially if you're a Leon Bailey owner and you Sure. There, there's a way to upgrade Leon Bailey to somebody like Rodrigo. And there I feel like the other appealing players in that price point might be somebody like Martin Odegaard, where you already want to triple up on Arsenal through other meets. I think yeah. it's a good policy to do Arsenal front to back, Arsenal defender, Martinelli and Jesus, which doesn't, which means you can't get somebody like Odegaard. So if you're looking in that 6.5 realm, I think Rodrigo is kind of the best there is.
1: I think it's, yeah, I I think you're right. And like, I I even joked on speaking of Twitter that, you know, he was going to be the player that I don't believe in who scores 17 goals this year, right? Mm -hmm. Every year there's somebody like that. So let's see. And maybe he's like found the fountain of youth. He's like 30, you know, but like maybe like suddenly is just like you know, found something under Jesse Marsh that he never had before. But to me, I, I'm I'm going to stick to my guns and uh, he's just not really on my radar at all right now as a, as a buy, um, Pascal gross. I mean, interestingly, Zaha, Rodrigo and gross are all kind of the similar player, right? Mm-hmm. There's this sort of player with a long track record of kind of mediocre fantasy returns, Zaha, a little bit better. Uh, and certainly was a lot better last year under, um, under Vieira. Pascal gross to me. You know, again, it's, it's just like Rodrigo. Like I just, it's like, it's like a hot run of form, which I, you know, like it's fine to jump on it, but I don't see it as like, I don't see a lot of long-term value. I think
2: it's different than Rodrigo in that Rodrigo's uh, actions have come from, you know, like intentional forward play. And Pascal gross has just profited from right place, right time to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. And his, his uh, FPL points tally just doesn't seem sustainable in the way it does for these other guys. So yeah, I am, I think I'm, I think gross is far, far below Zaha and Rodrigo.
1: I, I'm glad we finally agreed on something. I was getting stressed out <laughs> that we were just going to be like totally just generating yeah.
2: good ton- content. That's and, what we're doing. And we think
1: that, yeah, you know, and Trossard is actually, well, I actually only has one uh, fantasy return so far this season. I thought he had more than that, but um feels like he's been very involved in stuff. But I guess it's just, just mm-hmm. the one just the one goal. Whereas, yeah, um, we're at two goals, two goals, one assist now for, for Pascal Gross. I mean, two of them came in the a game. You can't even really count those goals. But no. It's, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So Zaha's a bye. Rodrigo, we differ on. You think he's a bye. Yep. To me, he's a. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's not like he's a sell, but he's just like a hold for me. And mm-hmm. then Pascal Gross is a do not buy for for both. Yes, yeah,
2: sure, sure. If you, for whatever reason you have him, sure hold him. I'm not yeah. against it. I mean, what's
1: changed <laughs> at Brighton? Like it's you know it's the same. I don't know. All right, well let's let's move on though. I want to stay positive here. Uh, FPL Jamo says, uh, given the actually you know he's coming, Brandon. Yeah, Bethes, we'll see fight, you anyway. in NYC, Jamo. Yeah. Looking yeah. forward to it. Says, uh, given the Drew it home with the League Champions is now the time to bring in a Newcastle player. If so, who? Hope Trippier St. Max Wilson Bernard Marsh uh, you know you've you've mentioned Trippier before and so you you you, you might is there a possibility, Brandon, where you would play a five at the back with, with Trippier as one of your... <laughs> well, I fives? got
2: rid of Trippier for Reese James, uh, genius that I am.
1: Well,
2: I mean, it's reasonable. Well, and it was, you know, they've got Wolves this coming week in game week four, followed by Liverpool in game week five. And I just thought, well, trip, it's not like Trips is going to rise in value or whatever. I'm just going to make a, a more profitable move to Reese James and reassess Trippier after game week six which I still will if I were looking seriously afresh at Newcastle defense or Newcastle generally, I'd 100% be looking at Pope. If you look at uh, goalkeepers, I do do think Arsenal is really the story of the season right now, and maybe they're flattered by their fixtures, but I do think they just look like absolute juggernauts right now. But Ramsdale at 5.0, is lagging five points, actually six points, behind Nick Pope, who also at 5.0. Because what we know of Pope is he is a save machine. That has not changed since he moved to Burnley. And I think over the long haul of the season, and if you're talking about goalkeeper switches, the fewer the better, Nick Pope is the pick from Newcastle, I think.
1: The... I I like, I like Trippier. I mean, Trippier is, I actually didn't realize he he was at seven, seven and six so far this season. That's 20 points from him in the first three matches. That's really, that's really impressive. Yeah. I think, I think the Pope you're right is, is, is a great pick at, um, at 5 million. I mean, to me, I mean, I, i sort of feel like Sanchez might now be the guy at 4.5, right? It's just, you know, it's, uh, he got three saves, which is kind of the miracle of miracles, you <laughs> mm-hmm. know? Uh, but yeah, I think that I, I, I think the Trippier, uh, God, I mean, you know, it's just like, it's, you just love a, a defender who is on free kicks, right? That's just like, it's like Trent. It's yeah. just like the, the dream, right? Because again, that's just, that just gives you, it just, it's also, I mean, you want to talk about make fantasy fun again. It's just fun to have like, to like be able to lose your clean sheet and still care about your defender, you know, cause they <laughs> yeah. might get, I mean, right. They conceded three goals today and he ends up on six points, right? Because he's, he's taken some free kicks. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I think, you know, Callum, the truth, Wilson, Brandon, I Mm. think is, uh, I, I, am just so impressed with his, his truthiness so far, you know, it's just, just steady as she goes, right. Just, you know, six, six points, no bonus, you know, just doing his thing. Uh, you're not
2: bringing in a Newcastle midfielder or forward though. Let's be real. It's
1: too expensive, right? 7.4 million. It's too
2: old. Fat man.
1: Well, you can't, you can't look at Ivan, Tony and Callum Wilson and feel like, oh yeah, I definitely want. You know, uh, I definitely want Wilson over Tony. Tony's terrific. So,
2: And that story could change. I think New- the, the interesting thing, and I think JMO is kind of uh, influenced by this or hinting toward it, Newcastle have potential that we, I don't think we've seen the heights that they'll hit this season. Yeah. So uh, Newcastle just feels like a hold slash, like a watch list sort of a thing yeah. where there are great, great things to come from them later on this season. And yeah. I suspect will factor prominently in our preseason coverage of next season for Newcastle.
1: They have some cheap defenders that you could consider around game week six. Like if you can't get to Trippier or if Trippier has risen point three, you know by then or whatever. But, you know, Dan Byrne and Sven Botman are both are both available for cheap. And, you know, Burns Burns has been terrific ever since he joined uh, Newcastle. Um, and uh, he's played the full ninety. The first three matches got a bonus point in game week two. So, uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing anything until game week six. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, Emil, who says, uh, "What to do if you have a double Chelsea defense? Do you hold or yourself a Parisic?
2: Paris. So, so I think as Tuchoria. as I was I was talking about uh, the chaos of Tuchel and the chaos of Chelsea. I was never. <sighs> Hindsight is what it is, right? I should have never bought Reese James. I knew it. I absolutely knew it. <laughs> He's got a great run coming
1: up. He's not that expensive.
2: I just, I've got a bad feeling about this. Okay. I really do, and it, it, it is like I feel like you can ride your luck with Reese James, and you can ride your luck with Cucurella, but not both of them together.
1: Yeah, because I love, it, I love hearing this passion. <laughs> You're so locked in this season, Brendan. I really love to hear it. You know, you really do. You really are, you know, just up for it right now. It's, uh, I'm it's up for hear, it, baby. Yeah.
2: I just like I, I, I think Chelsea is so curious because they're a group of really good players that can just be Keystone Cops uh, <laughs> whenever they want to be. Yeah. You're know, just like, like Mendy, like uh, Afcon cup holder, yeah. Koulibaly, You know, like taking that Rudiger place. On their day, they look amazing. Another yeah. day, they just look like complete rubes, and uh, I, yeah. that that scares me with a Chelsea double defensive double.
1: I personally would have a hard time going James, but yeah, if I was doubled, I, I think Kukurea, especially because now I'm a little worried that Chilwell might get some minutes. I mean, I was I was actually surprised that Chilwell came on for Mount instead of instead of um, Kukurea, but. Okay, whatever, but like, yeah, sure. I, Tuchel,
2: I mean, cool guy, great. No,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely whatever. got it under control yeah, over there. Yeah, I mean, Forrest, <laughs> Forrest, West Ham, and Fulham in the next three for for Spurs. Um, what a what a beautiful header he had that for that Kane goal, right? That mm-hmm. that looping behind the back, like, yeah. awesome. Uh, he's only five point. He's actually dropped in price, right? So he's, <laughs> he's only five point four million. I think his ownership is still quite high. Yeah. He's at 19% because he's from the season. So high.
2: you could get him for cheaper yeah. than 5.4. It seems like
1: he was the template auto set player, yeah. you know? So I think yep. he's still in a lot of a lot of yep. teams, but, um, but you know, I think that he is, uh, I, I think I'm with you. I, I like the aggression of, of moving for him. I mean, if I, if they weren't playing, you know, I don't know, like there, there's actually an argument for going Kyle Walker to Paris, which I have exactly enough money to do it right now. And I, I think I need to solve this Mason Mount problem first, but, uh, that, that would be really, if you had a, I'm trying to think of like another equivalent Lester, 5 million. bro. Yeah. Mom's, i has
2: got Lester, bro.
1: Yeah. I, th- I don't know. If you have like some 4.5 million guy, like I, I think you're right. I think, I think the Paris is, is great. And yeah. And I think if Kukureya yeah, it's like a little bit, a little bit aggressive, but I think, I think you're right. The, the, the vibes are off right now, Brandon, you know, there's a, <laughs> there's a vibe shift happening right now at Chelsea and it's not a For good, sure. it's not a good shift.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's like the new owners bringing this Los Angeles, L.A. state of mind in there. It's like, yeah. cool, brah, no no big deal. You you, just, know, you, you you dribble yeah. around, and maybe Ernst takes the ball off you and scores the
1: goal. Like, no problem. Yeah. I just wanted to see him start once. He hadn't he hadn't started until this week. And then coming into the, this match, uh, you know, on Friday, uh, or when it was Thursday and Friday, uh, Conte was like, well... You know, we're still kind of like betting these guys, and so it kind of looked like he might not start in Game week Three either. And so now that he's in and starting, I'm sure it's it's gonna it's gonna. Telling you,
2: Josh, I'm off the press conferences. I'm done. I'm done hearing what yeah. these guys have to say.
1: Well, that's reasonable. You're not you're not getting much from them anyway. <laughs> it's kind of worth. In fact, if, if anything, they make they make it worse. Like and they make your team mm-hmm. worse to listen to them too closely. Um, All right, so a uh, couple more questions here, Brandon. uh, Let's take these as a lightning round. Okay, we've got four Go more questions. Let's do them lightning round style. Um, Alan says, are Leeds this year's West Ham?
2: <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I, I mean, I, I think we're going through a honeymoon period with the league right now where it's just kind of like teams like Leeds can be all guns blazing, kind of, you know, maybe had their fitness regiment right coming into preseason. Uh, some of these teams are going to lose their legs. A little bit. Now, granted, they'll, you know, the uh the the teams higher up the table will lose their legs because they're playing in other competitions and so on. But I think Leeds uh, well, okay, so preseason we put Leeds in 18th position. Uh, we're already looking pretty foolish there. Cause I think
1: Leeds. <laughs> hey, maybe these are the last seven points they score, Brandon. You know? Maybe. I'm uh, thrilled though. I'm happy for that. Oh, I'm yeah. happy to be wrong on this one.
2: I mean, yeah, and it's one of those stories where you're happy to be wrong because the football that Leeds are giving us right now is just supremely entertaining. So bring yes. it on. Yeah. I think, I think they finish in, you know, maybe 12th
1: place and not at highest, probably. I mean, any, anything in that range, right? I feel like between like eighth and eighth and like 14th, there's like, I feel like it's like, goal difference in three total points, you know, seem to separate all mm-hmm. those clubs. So yeah, I think they'll end up in that, that nice safe middle spot. And let's, Hey, let's hopefully push on. And, and you know, I'd be, I'd be thrilled. I mean, like, I, I mean, like, I, I guess I am enough of a, I mean, whatever, there's no point do like, I don't, you don't have to be like all men and blazers about it, but like, yeah, there's something like fun about seeing like a couple American players do well and an American manager not embarrass himself in the premier league. And like, yeah. you know, got the world cup coming up. I'm trying to build up my, my jingoistic traits a little bit, you know, ahead of it. So let's go, you know? All right. Move on from there, Brandon. Uh, Shiv says, what do we do with our Lester keepers?
2: Okay, I I feel a little vindicated before the, before the game week one deadline, I proposed this, this Iverson ward rotation was classic FPL, big brain, dumb stuff like don't do it
1: <laughs> it was so tempting right you get that extra, <laughs> extra 0.5 i i ultimately chickened out and went and went sanchez and i bailed out at the last yeah. minute and which and, which was and, the right move because yeah, yeah.
2: like lester uh, just a dumpster of a club right now unfortunately uh, they'd see it yeah, just you know, appears they've run rumors, out of cash or something
1: rumors that i you know i read an, uh, an article thing athletic about this actually and there's a they kind of just don't necessarily believe in Rogers and the project anymore. It's like a <laughs> well, bigger issue. Yeah, and you? so and now I heard there's some rumors today that he might get that he might get sacked. I mean, I'm not a Lester. Uh, what even is the, the project
2: they won the fa cup or uh, i think it was it's, the fa cup yeah just the cycle it's done is the over, project right? is done yeah
1: you're right and it was a t- credit to them right i mean yeah. they had two amazing seasons where they almost made the cut and run. League and they won the fa cup yeah Absolutely. exactly you're right cut and run sometimes you got to just do cycles and cycles.
2: Yeah. it doesn't have to be this yeah. dramatic like this yeah. the beating heart of the club like this yeah. is what real clubs do is they they get to the Ruthless. end of a cycle which i think Leicester have naturally done i yeah. do think they've made the most of it
1: Be like yeah. Watford. You know, you don't need. be like
2: Watford where they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, the, the Lester goalkeeper situation, the less said the better get out now while you still <laughs> can't <this>
1: specific question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think I would strongly consider moving Iverson to Sanchez. If you have 0.5 to do it, I think that's a nice, easy move and Brighton have good fixtures. I think or Dean Henderson or, or Dean Henderson. Yeah. Who's been terrific as well. Um, I think I just slightly believe in the, I mean, Henderson, you know, it's a saves versus clean sheets thing with those two, right? Like, you know, that Henderson's going to get a boatload of saves in every match. I think they're both good options. I, I personally mm-hmm. probably go with, with Sanchez, uh, but maybe I'm just biased because. Um, I like his his, his he's got by the way credit to uh, Pickford for getting the hashtag credit to Brentford yeah first goalkeeper assist of the season I'm glad uh, what God poor uh, (laughs) poor Damari Gray he's been doing everything for that team and finally somebody helped him out I mean he's like running around doing everything he can to score a
0: goal
2: my favorite tweet of the weekend was from uh, like I think you should leave FC that said Pickford's hair slicks back real good
1: real nice (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so i think that uh i think that would actually be an argument for an early wild card too if you had a bunch of other problems and you have the two luster keepers i think that might push me towards towards it because yeah i just don't see any clean sheets or even saves points i mean it's just like you know it seems like they're gonna concede two like in every match uh final two questions uh steven curtis you know i'm gonna i'm gonna ask and answer this one brandon Go on. steven curtis says thoughts on saliba is he nailed I think he is. And I think, you know, the question is, is whether uh, eventually Ben White, who's a very expensive signing, uh, you know, basically, you know, would would maybe move back to that right side of center back spot and take Saliba's role. But everyone's like, is Saliba like the next Rio Ferdinand? Like, you know, there's like he's been he's been awesome. Right. And mm-hmm. why? And like, he just looks even before this goal, right? He was just like in a really, I mean, the own goal, like no one really blames him for, right? It was just like a fluky thing. Like like mm-hmm. like most, and often own goals are honestly like a reflection of a, of a defender. Could have been you, Josh. Could have been me. And often in own goals, like I, I feel like a lot of times good players get own goals because they're actually like it there, right? To like mm-hmm. almost stop it from, you know, from being mm-hmm. scored. Um, so I think that it's, uh, I think that he's pretty nailed. I think that he's, I mean, at this point he looks like the, like, like a struck gold right i mean like just an incredibly solid center back that's like what every club is looking for right it's like one of the hardest yeah. things to find in the in the market Definitely. so yeah and so they have this kind of system right now that seems to be working right which is they're basically playing three center backs and playing a white as the as a right wing and then sort of um it kind of moves to like a three at the back in defense and um so i think it's i mean i don't know why they would change any of that you know at least For the, you know, they would have to take a long streak of losing, I think, before that would shift. And at that point, he's not that expensive anyway, right? So he's easy to move on to multiple other people. But if I was was on a wild card, I think he's a great pick.
2: There's no way White is a better uh, center back than Saliba. And Ben White was just a great buy for the club in terms of an asset that's not going to depreciate in value. It's like buying Reese, uh, not like buying Reese James. It would would be something like... uh, It's like buying, I don't know, buying somebody who you're never going to play. Uh, in your fantasy squad who's mm-hmm. going to increase in value that week? Right. that was the ben yeah. white move
1: yeah totally like some yeah I, I i see what you're saying yeah rodrigo after game week one or something like that right um I don't, I, that's a bad example we can't you keep think of going after rodrigo yeah. josh
2: the rodrigo <laughs> fam is coming for you i
1: know i shouldn't have said he sucks like that one's <laughs> gonna come back to haunt me. i you 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 backed me into a corner and i i i like that sure. uh, yeah, yeah you, I, you I, scratched it I, I saw out that with, with claws <laughs> um the final question This this one breaks my heart brandon This is sad. We are in a sad year here. But AJ says, uh, what should Sun owners do?
2: Mm. You get Sun in that little rowboat and you take him out into the middle of the lake like you're going fishing. And it's really really sad. Yeah.
1: I mean, the fact if you still have Sun. uh, It's the same. It's too late. (laughs) It's too late. It's the same problem as Sokka, which is that the team is now too good in both cases, right? Yeah. With Son, you've got is he's, he's, he's too good on the left. You have uh, Kulisovsky, who's, uh, I think, you know, is quite quite good on the right. You have uh, Richarlison, who can now come in as a replacement. Like, it just, you don't need Son to be scoring and assisting all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And th- this is exactly what's happening with Saka right now, which is that Arsenal are now too good. And so they the don't The team is so need... good
2: that Bergwijn... Ernest Bergwine. I keep wanting to call him like Ernest Bordenite. <laughs>
1: <Like Ernst Bordnight. laughs> <laughs> he can't that's even get a minute. Fantasy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you, don't you think that's true? I mean, It's true for Saka as well, right? I
2: do. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know if even Salah, it's 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 not the exactly the same where like Liverpool have are suddenly much better. The, the Liverpool yeah. were best when Salah was scoring yeah. both yeah. like 32 goals. Yeah. Um, But the way these, whether it's the team getting better or a simple matter of the butterfly effect of one dynamic of the team changing suddenly means that one guy who's scoring 20 plus goals is now going to score 10 plus goals, which, you know, son will surely get his moments this season. But in terms of getting value for how price jacked he is, now you got to sell this guy
1: ASAP. That's right. Saka Saka too. Right. And it's, yes, uh, it's just, it, you're just in a tough spot with both these guys because they just aren't there. will they will have their moments, right. Could mm-hmm. happen next week. Right. You know, where they, 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 scored 19 points or whatever, but like in general, there's just too many other people contributing and, and, you know, and, in mm-hmm. kind of all these cases, you have Paris that just playing the same left side. Right. But he's, he's literally what six and a half million cheaper yeah. than, than son. And it seems like he's going to be like super involved in, in the attacking returns and he gets clean sheets for you. Mm-hmm. And, and you have Gabriel Martinelli is 2 million cheaper than Saka. And as you know, basically almost playing like a forward, right. In terms of the, yeah. the positions he's getting into. So, all right. I think that's a good note to end the pod on. Thanks everyone for listening. And uh thanks for supporting the podcast to all of our Patreons. If you want to support the pod, you go to patreon.com slash Always cheating. Hope you enjoyed this pot. I feel like we actually... Did some real talking here, Brandon. You know, it's it's yeah. not fun. You know, we, we won't be talking for a while, but you know, sure, yeah. Sometimes yeah. we
2: reveal a little too much of ourselves, don't we?
1: <laughs> but uh thanks, thanks so much everyone uh, for listening And Brandon, do you want to thank our producer patrons?
2: I'd love to. Thanks to producers Mike DePetro, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell to Big Gaffer, Bobbis Coon, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazaros, Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Rich Evans, Blair Jacobson, Todd Barley. Mikey Uwang Shiv Morjoria, Andy Portlock, Dan Parsons, at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Francis Moore, Sam Shower, Jeremy Spiker, Caleb Robbie, Lee Hickman, Volgar Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, James Conroy, Shalin F. Kadakia, Terence O'Donnell, Paul Herzig, Heath Cram, and Roberto Morales. That was a 100% clean producer read. Uh, please hold for found applause
1: eventually. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: never miss an episode of always cheating rate review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast, follow us on Twitter at hell cheaters. Uh, also other social media. <laughs> It's fine. You, it's fine. Yeah. We're on Instagram. <laughs> we
1: post in there occasionally. We'll be yeah. posting a lot more in the lead up to the we should you know, I took some venue photos. Maybe I'll yeah, you know, the problem is like they're it's, it's, fine. it's like it's like going to a wedding venue before <laughs> yeah. all the you know yeah, seats yeah, are Yeah, in, you know,
2: We'll out we'll definitely be yeah. posting pictures of Fest NYC on the Insta yeah. when it when it when it comes up. But for all this information and more, if you don't want to miss anything, always Josh, good luck tomorrow. Liverpool, Manchester United, uh, big hauls for Salah and big green arrows for everybody.